Welcome to Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of Generation X. I'm Roseanne Carlo, and we explore the 70s, 80s, and 90s in New York City and the lessons my friends and I may or may not have learned. Thanks for tuning in to another episode, and here I am talking about Toys R Us, because I mentioned yesterday that I think the phrase that defines Generation X the most is, I don't want to grow up, I'm a Toys R Us kid. I can still hear the tune, I don't want to grow up, I'm a Toys R Us kid, there's a million toys at Toys R Us that I can play with. And they went on the whole thing, and I wanted to be in that commercial so badly, I wanted to be a Toys R Us kid. So in 2017, Toys R Us released a a commercial. It was a nostalgic commercial, and it was a new recording, and it was Jenny singing the theme song with revised lyrics. So the cast of the originals were Jaleel White, 1982, and if you don't know who that is, that's Steve Urkel, Beverly Horn, 1982, and 96, Scott Neems, 1982-1984-1996, Parker Jacobs, 1982-1996, Lindsay Price, 1982-1996, and Jenny Lewis, 1982-1984-1996, and 2017. And I remember just getting so, like, choked up and teary-eyed because... It was just, there There was something about that commercial that was so familiar and heartwarming and just felt like the best part of childhood ever. And I was saying that the catalog would come out and we would circle everything and fold down the pages and, you know, leave it on the kitchen counter, or the kitchen table, so someone would see the gifts that we want until they asked us to write out our Christmas list. And right after that, in 2017, Toys R Us filed for bankruptcy and closed its last two retail stores in 2021. But after some restructuring this year, 2022, they started opening up Toys R Us stores inside Macy's department stores, which is pretty much what Sephora did inside of Kohl's. They were inside of JCPenney for a long time and then they moved to Kohl's, and I've been there, and it's really great. So it's good to know that Toys R Us is still there. The Toys R Us that I used to go to was in Yonkers, and it was probably less than 10 minutes from my house on the highway. You would get on the Cross County to Central Avenue, which is really called Central Park Avenue, but no one says that. We actually just call it Central. And it was up on a big hill, so there was no way as a kid, you could miss this sign that said Toys R Us, and it was huge. It had its own parking lot, and, you know, it just smelled like toys. You guys know what that smells like. It's just like childhood excitement and toys, and we used to drive up and, you know, get everything from bikes to, you know, what was it, Barbie dolls, Barbie clothes, that's what I would buy, um... We weren't allowed to pick out things like Cabbage Patch dolls because those were gifts. And my grandmother loved to buy those. Between my sister and I, we had 12. She bought us six each. That was between birthdays, Christmases, and one year 
I remember we were getting out of school like for the summer or something. It was something in the summer. And she had this little garden that was in a circle surrounded by stones. It was a stone circle garden in her backyard. She asked my sister and I to go pick some cucumbers. And in the garden were the two yellow boxes with the cellophane with the little cabbage patch dolls inside. So she used to love to do stuff like that. And then on Christmas, there was like, you know, a hundred like bows on it and all sorts of ribbon that was like curled up and everything sitting under her big giant tree that sat in the same spot every year for my whole life. So when we would think of Christmas, especially with my grandmother, it was overload of really cool gifts like all the latest toys she was the one who would keep up you know looking at the the catalogs that my sister and I would um would want anything from there so I think that between like you know my parents doing their thing with the gifts and my grandmother we just got so much everything, but we loved it and we used all of it and we played with all of it and um, it was just fun. You know, I remember just the excitement of leading up to Christmas because my grandmother, Rose, Rose Ann, the one I'm named after, she was born December 20th. So every Sunday, whether it was her actual birthday or not, every Sunday before Christmas, we would celebrate her birthday with a sheet cake that was decorated in everything Christmas, but with like happy birthday on it. And then we would go back four days later for Christmas Eve and then the next day for Christmas Day and probably the next day for leftovers. So, you know, Italians spend a lot of time with their families. And then at one point we actually lived in that house with my grandmother and some of my mom's sisters for like three years. There was like nine of us in this one house. So Christmas was always interesting because, especially at that point, we used to wake up in our own house and open gifts and then go to my grandmother's to open gifts. But we would wake up there and there was, you know, all of these gifts. And then my grandmother would have to bring hers down the stairs that she had hidden. (laughs) But before we moved there, my mother used to do this whole thing with like jingling bells to say that Santa Claus was close and to go to sleep. It was really funny, but it was like all of this, you know, lead up to this one day that I know for me, my sister and a lot of my friends was just so much fun. And it wasn't just about the gifts. It was like, you know, time away from school, time to see other friends and family that you hadn't seen because there was no time everyone was in school or working so much time to just you know catch up and laugh and eat all the good foods because everyone has their holiday traditions and whereas I don't hold on to all of mine anymore I still like talking about them and I like remembering them but a lot of the traditions involved many more people so it's kind of like weird to do it just for two And I'm really just talking about the massive amounts of food that we used to make. So there's this Feast of the Seven Fishes that I was talking about. And this is an Italian cultural belief. So the significance behind the seven fishes is the seven sacraments. 
the seven days of creation, the seven virtues, the seven deadly sins, the seven days it took Mary and Joseph to reach Bethlehem before baby Jesus was born, and the seven days that it took God to create the world, the seven days of our week. So I remember again my grandmother preparing everything. She would have bacala, which is salted codfish, and that was in a seafood salad with calamari and octopus, and it was like, I think it was chunks of um, peppers and celery and like a Italian sort of a dressing. It was actually my favorite thing. It's a cold seafood salad. It's still my favorite thing. So that was on the table. And I remember being sardines and these little teeny tiny fish called smelts. They were so small. And I remember her also having an eel. And but the eel was fresh, like really fresh, like still moving. And it was in a sack, and then she would put the sack in a pillowcase, and then she would smack the pillowcase against the counter until the very fresh eel stopped moving. But it was delicious. She would bake it, and there was also baked filet of sole, and we didn't have like lobster tails or anything like that. It was very, like, just simple, simple foods. And, you know, lobster was expensive and we had to do all seven fish. But I remember this baked eel and I think there was like a tomato sauce on it because there was tomato sauce on everything. So that was the Feast of the Seven Fishes and this took place on Christmas Eve. So much like Catholics don't eat meat on Fridays during Lent, which is right before Easter, and sometimes also on Wednesdays and definitely not on Ash Wednesday, Catholics also don't eat meat on Christmas Eve. So the Feast of the Seven Fishes is to honor all of that, but mainly Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, and that seven-day journey to Bethlehem. And I will get to after Christmas with the Three Kings and La Befana and all of that. These are incredible, you know, folklore not just in Italy, but around the world. And I do love my ancient and biblical history so much that I'm happy to bring this to you. But that was how we used to spend our Christmas Eve. And, you know, leading up to that, of course, making all of the Christmas cookies and just doing these things. And this is probably up until I was about a teenager. And then when I was a teenager, you know, you just you're doing different things. You're you're trying to hang out with your friends more before Christmas break and just want to eat the cookies rather than make the cookies. But, you know, if you're lucky enough to have memories like this for any holiday, whether it's Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever holidays you celebrate, when you have those childhood memories, especially of like the toy stores and you know, the toys that you you got growing up that you loved and you cherished. And like, I wonder what happened to that. And maybe you see it in an antique shop or on eBay now. And you're like, I had one of those. That was the best thing ever. But, you know, we also, especially as kids, we used to have holiday gift shops at school. 
So these vendors would come and they would set up little tables and our parents would give us, let's say $10. And they would call you class by class and your teacher would walk you to the auditorium where these vendors were set up and they would have things like pencils and erasers and something maybe that would look like a little piece of jewelry. Um, you know, it was all it was all fake stuff. Oh gosh, dice. All sorts of really strange things. Things that would say like mom, dad, grandma. And we would buy things for our parents and grandparents, aunts and uncles, whoever we were close to, even like younger or older siblings. And then we would go back to our classroom. And I remember our teachers would have construction paper waiting for us to wrap the gifts and draw, you know, anything, any kind of Christmas design on the construction paper. And then of course, make cards for whoever all the gifts are to and, you know, write their name on it and make sure everything was together. So you would have these little gifts to give them. So it was a lot of fun. I have to say that, you know, this was the 80s. So like I said, from 1980 to 1988 was elementary school. So I did this pretty much every year because they would let you do it in kindergarten too, which was awesome. And these are, you know, my younger childhood Christmas memories. So I hope that these memories bring back good ones for you. And if you do want to share, go ahead and, you know, make a comment here on, on the podcast app or on my Instagram, Messy Closet Podcast. And don't forget to give a follow because I've got a lot more Christmas stuff to talk about before the end of the year. And then I can't believe it's going to be 2023. So yeah, this is crazy, you guys. Have a good one. And don't forget to keep art and keep love alive.